Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Are you caring for an aging parent? Are you searching for answers? Welcome to Senior Care Live, a program dedicated to you, providing information, education, and resources, helping you become the best caregiver you can be. I'm your host, Steve Keeker. Hello and welcome to Senior Care Live. Thanks for tuning in today. I really appreciate you. This program is all about educating seniors and their caregivers, helping them make informed decisions. This is a trusted place for you and your family. As always, if you have a question, you can visit us online. That's at Senior Care Live, L I V E, SeniorCareLive.com, or you could also call 1 800 331 six four four five all right so we have a great program for you here today before i jump into the uh the heart of the program the meat and the potatoes if you will i <laughs> can you can you tell i'm a midwesterner i think that's a midwest thing anyway uh so i was just thinking if we we're in california before we jump into the avocado and the sushi of the matter or something like that anyway so i'm just i'm having a little fun here uh maybe a little bit too much fun let's get back on track steve come on <laughs> so anyway just wanted to give our friends uh, over at uh, kansas city hospice and palliative care wanted to give them a shout out and just say you know what a great job they do for their their clients uh, their 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 families their patients that they serve uh, we are pretty whether you realize it or not <laughs> we are really really spoiled uh, to have such a fine organization serving our community uh, they just celebrated the 40th anniversary of of kansas city hospice and palliative care so obviously they've been here for a long time they're deeply rooted in, in the kansas city and, and the region uh, and deeply invested in our community and uh, they have a, a, one of these end of the year type of campaigns and a lot of folks really enjoy donating to some of these end of the year campaigns whether that's at your church or at your work maybe fundraising for families or here at kansas city hospice and palliative care this program the end of the year uh, donation campaign program is called honoring the golden hour and, uh, and and we're looking uh, for you know end of year donations and what 
what does your money get you when you donate to Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care? It's going to get you the peace of mind knowing that you are helping a fantastic nonprofit local organization serving other local individuals and families. And the reason that they're able to offer so many other additional add-on type, you know, value-added type of services is from the generous donations from those in our community. So, so for example, last week, uh, David and Jesse and I, we were talking about you know, some of the some of the uh, uh, therapies, uh, expressive therapies that they offer, and this is unusual and it's not required. We talked specifically about music therapy last week. Jesse is a board certified music therapist, and uh, she does a great job, and that's a a major extra. Uh, benefit in working with Kansas City Hospice and palliative care, but they also have art therapy uh, and some uh, some other therapy programs uh, to really help uh, patients, their families, and then those grieving. So uh, your donations help to provide these type of extras that are not required. And, And again, Kansas City Hospice and palliative care goes above and beyond and the other thing that this gets you uh, is again the peace of mind knowing that you're 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 donating to a local organization that just does things right and so they they're able to generate you know hundreds of thousands of dollars every year through all of these various campaigns and uh here's one of the major benefits they don't decline anyone for care and that's very unusual so if someone does not have the ability to pay, or maybe someone has an insurance policy that will pay for parts of the services, but maybe there's a, a maybe there's a copay of ten or twenty or fifty percent and they, they just can't afford that, Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care takes care of them and they'll write off that difference. If someone is maybe indigent and they don't have any resources and any insurance coverage at all, guess what? They take care of them too. And they're able to do that because first of all, they're just, they're great people. It's a great organization. uh, And they're also able to make that happen through the generous donations from those in our community. So I just wanted to give a shout out and say, uh, you know, hello to, again, our friends at Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care and let you know how to uh, uh, contribute to this end of the year campaign honoring the golden hour and the really, really cool thing about this is if you're able to donate, you know, X dollars, whether it's $5 or $100 or $500, whatever you have would be appreciated. There is a very generous donor who has, they've offered to match your donation up to a, a total of 20000 So if you're able to offer and donate 100 bucks. What you're really doing is you can leverage that with this matching offer, and now you've actually caused a $200 donation with your $100. I just think that's fantastic. Uh, how do you do this? So you could go to their website, super easy, kchospice.org, kchospice.org, or you could just give them a call and visit with them and get that figured out at 816 363 
1-800-273-0000. And again, that end of the year campaign is called Honoring the Golden Hour. And, uh, and, and the, all of the donations matched up to $20,000. So uh, let's, uh, let's help them out and end the year strong. And I know a lot of folks are, are hurting right now financially. You may not be able to do that. We may be limited on what you're able to do. Uh, but if, if you can, it would be really appreciated. And I promise you, it's going to a great, great place that will be very good shepherds uh, of, uh, of, of your money and, uh, and stewards of your money and make sure that that is uh, used uh, very, very well and in a way that you would appreciate and be proud of. And then um, just, you know, in, in the news, I'm not going to do the whole in the news sounder and everything, but, uh, you know, I... I was listening to a doctor and in, in just this past week, and he was reporting you know, a lot of concerns uh, about COVID nineteen. I know everyone's sick about hearing it and talking it, uh, talking about it. But you know, this one is really stunning. He said that six percent of COVID nineteen cases are uh, from nursing homes. So if you just break it all down, six percent of the total cases are in nursing homes. But here's the super alarming rate. And information, 39% of the deaths are coming from nursing homes. So 6% of the overall cases, but 39% of the deaths. And so, you know, when we, when we talk about, you know, individuals living in assisted living communities and long-term care communities, uh, they're older, they generally uh, are, they have some health challenges. Sometimes they may be very ill and have multiple health issues that would leave them, you know, immunocompromised and unable to fight off this, uh, this terrible virus. So, uh, so it's it's just so important uh, that we that we think about uh, these these people. We pray for them. This is why you can't just walk in the building and and see your loved one. As painful as that is, now you know most places are doing a pretty good job at offering you know window visits and uh, you know FaceTime or Zoom visits. You know virtually, some places are setting up you know outside areas where you can visit in person, but there's a plexiglass plate, you know, kind of between you so you can see each other, you can talk, uh, but you are, you know, further than six feet apart and you have your masks on and all those sort of things. So, uh, so this, you know, just again, 6% of COVID-19 cases are uh, from individuals living in nursing homes, but 39% of the deaths are from those same individuals in nursing homes. So let's think about them. Let's pray for them. And let's just try to have some understanding uh, of, of the situation. I know it's so frustrating. It, it's terribly frustrating, but everyone's doing the best that they can. And I'll tell you, what, it, this is just, this is all of this is just kind of getting out of control. Uh, you know, my wife is a, is a, ner- a registered nurse at a very busy uh, physician's clinic and just her physician and PA that she works with, you know, they see a lot of patients every week. And uh, this last week, I think they set the record one day they had, I believe it was 420 phone messages. And guess what the majority of them are about? COVID-19. I have these symptoms. What do you think I should do? Should I come in and get tested? I think I may have had COVID-19 already. Can I get an antibody test? I mean, it goes on and on and on and on and on. Uh, so let's pray for the frontline healthcare workers. Let's pray for all of those uh, individuals living in, in senior care communities. Let's pray for their families. Uh, let's pray for understanding. And uh, and, and, and together, we're, we're getting through this. Uh, the vaccine is coming. I think it's going 
to be wildly successful. I'm 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 so hoping uh, that uh, that this will be successful. And and you know, and, and again, that population in living in senior care communities, they are first on the list. And then uh, the second on the list would be the frontline healthcare workers. Our hospitals are getting full. Uh, with patients from you know a lot of different needs as well as COVID nineteen patients, so uh, it's getting pretty dicey out there. We all need to do our part, and, and I know the vast majority of us are. So uh, I just wanted to just talk about that just just very very briefly, and just I guess make a public service announcement about that. Uh, let's support them. Let's do all we can, and let's keep them in our thoughts and prayers. Okay, now the Senior Care Live question of the week. The three primary types of senior care communities are A, independent living, B, assisted living, C, long-term care, or D, all of the above. The answer coming up next. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll-free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, go to SeniorCareLive.com. And don't forget, you can stream this program to any electronic device. Go to SeniorCareLive.com. You can also stream that through the app Radio.com. All right, back to the Senior Care Live question of the week. The three primary types of senior care communities are A, independent living, B, assisted living, C, long-term care, or D, all of the above? And the answer is... D. The answer is D, all of the above. Independent living, assisted living, and long-term care. There's more to it than that, and I'm going to get to that here in just a moment. But uh, I want to just mentioned just briefly, and this has kind of been on my mind here lately, you know, we talked a lot about, uh, you know, people living in long-term care communities, assisted living communities, memory care communities, independent living communities, etc. But what about the elderly or older individuals living independently in their home? So they're like, okay, well, wait a minute, you know, I don't, I don't need a senior care community. I am perfectly independent in my home. You know, I just turned you know 82 years old. I feel fine. I don't feel my age, uh, but I'm super worried about this because I'm kind of in that target demographic. You know, you may have diabetic issues or CHF or COPD. Um, you know, some other underlying or additional health issues that would make you particularly at risk for this terrible disease. So. You're sitting in your house. You may not just be you know, scared, to, scared to pieces, but you're very concerned. You haven't been out of your house forever. You're having your groceries in pharmacy delivered or maybe a nice neighbor, or maybe a family member is doing that for you. And, uh, and you're getting pretty bored <laughs> at, at this point. In fact, I've, I've had a lot of people say, you know, Steve, if I don't get out of here, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go nuts. Well, first of all, there's nothing stopping you from if you're able, you know, get out and and take a little walk, you know, up and down the block or sit in your backyard. 
um, you know, go for a drive again if you if you're able to do so. Uh, but I'll, I'll tell you what, I, the message here is: do not underestimate the value of socialization. It is so so important to all of us, whether we're doing okay, uh, whether we're receiving care in a senior care community, or whether we're living independently at home. And we're just trying to avoid, you know, potential exposure, and we're kind of going nuts, <laughs> being being stuck in our house. We, we've got cabin fever, and here we are. If you have cabin fever now, here we are going into the winter time, and it gets dark at five o'clock, you know, and all that stuff, and that's going to make it worse. Uh, <laughs> and so, uh, I, I just just do not underestimate the value of socialization. I. I like to look at this as a uh, as a three-legged almost said five where did that come from <laughs> as a three-legged stool and one leg is your medication you got to take your medication on time uh, period you're taking your medicine uh, at that point in your life especially depending you know on your on your diagnosis or diagnoses that you're working with and some of the issues that you're treating, your medication becomes very critical that you take it properly, you take it on time. Uh, Another leg is nutrition. You have to eat right, and part of nutrition, you have to drink right. Uh, you know, if you if you don't drink enough, you're going to get dehydrated. You're going to get a UTI, and you're going to just run off the rails. All all kinds of bad things happen uh, if you should get a UTI. And a real common cause of that is just dehydration. It doesn't have to be the peak of summertime. It could be just because you don't drink enough water, and, and that's really 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 common. My mom says I hate drinking water, but if I have a cold water bottle, uh, you know, I'm more apt to get that and just kind of sip along as I'm maybe, you know, catching the news or listening to some music or maybe watching a movie. So uh, you have to be pretty intentional about that. But you have to eat properly and you have to you know, drink enough and hydrate well. And then that third leg is socialization. Uh, so guess what? Human beings are social creatures. We are sociable people. We're not really designed to be alone. Now, some people already are saying, no, Steve, you don't know me. I'm an introvert. Okay, well, that's fine. But I know introverts that are going nuts right now <laughs> from lack of socialization. You know what I mean? So uh, it's this is tough stuff. So, But most people aren't you know, so introverted that they think this is great. <laughs> you know, most people enjoy being around other people, at least a little bit. And a lot of folks who are introverted, the reason that they may not get too stressed out or as stressed out as other people is because they're like, well, I'm introverted. You know, I kind of prefer to hang out and do my own thing. But I know that if I wanted to, I could socialize with people. So I always have that option. So knowing you could actually makes it better. But what if you are an older person and you're stuck in your house and there isn't anyone to talk to? And people can't come over and hang out and visit with you, uh, or you know, or you can't you know leave the house and go to lunch with uh, you know the lunch bunch from church, or uh, you know, or the uh, the the boys group. You know, I, I meet I meet the boys uh, down at the donut shop or wherever it is for coffee on Friday mornings. You know, maybe you're not comfortable doing that, and you just can't get out. So what we've done is we've introduced an opportunity for that three-legged stool to fall over. 
So we're good on our medications. We're good on our nutrition and our hydration. But we just chop the leg off, that third leg off of socialization, and boom, down we go. It's causing all kinds of problems. It's causing depression. It's causing, and this is horrible, it's causing suicidal thoughts or people saying, you know what? If this is all that's left, I I don't really want to be here. It's causing Alzheimer's and dementia symptoms to accelerate. It's causing those disease processes to accelerate, and people are dying prematurely of something that they could and should be able to live with for quite some time. Uh, Some other things that it's causing uh, is uh, alcohol abuse and substance abuse. Uh, I, I just saw all kinds of reports earlier this week of, you know, liquor sales going through the roof because, you know, people are buying that and they're just sitting around, they're drinking and, and uh, it's causing, you know, a lot, a lot of problems there. Uh, if there is a spouse involved, uh, is sometimes that will boil over and uh, come out as, you know, spousal abuse. So domestic violence issues are, are up, they're way up. Uh, premature deaths, way up, depression, off the charts, alcohol abuse and substance abuse, off the charts. So, gosh, I, I don't want to make everyone depressed, but, uh, you know, we, we cannot underestimate the value of, of socialization. We have to get it done somehow, some way. Come over, visit with someone and hang out in the garage. Uh, hang out outside, get your coats on. Visit someone by phone. There's no excuse to not do that. Uh, visit someone with FaceTime or Zoom. Uh, it's, it's pretty easy to set up and then help someone do that. Have a window visit at home. Right. Do some of these things. uh, But, you know, the bottom line is uh, reach out to those people who are kind of holed up in their home. Right. We talk a lot about facilities, but hold up in their home. Let's not forget about them either. And let's make sure that they have some social contact so that they can ride this storm out. And hopefully by this spring or summer, we're going to start to come out of the backside of this nightmare that is COVID-19. All right. I'll have more coming up next. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll-free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, go to SeniorCareLive.com. And don't forget to check out our podcasts. We have all of the recently aired episodes uh, of the program. Again, right there at SeniorCareLive.com. Tons of people. And I I mean, it, it's a bunch. I need to check the numbers. But it's a bunch of folks listen to the podcast after the fact. So you can even subscribe to the podcast. And if you ever miss one of the episodes, uh, you know, you don't have to. It's like DVR, but for a, a radio broadcast like this, literally is, is what it is. So uh, feel free to sign up for that as well. All right. So we're going to shift gears here. And this will kind of tie into the Senior Care Live question of the week. 
where I want to talk about and kind of go into a little more depth on the primary levels of care that are available at senior care communities. So let's jump right in. And I'm also going to ask you to use your imagination and kind of paint a little bit of a picture for you here, uh, because we're not on TV yet. (laughs) When I finally get on TV with all of this stuff, and I think I I think we will. Uh, then I'll have a lot of you know really nice graphics that I can share with you. Or if you catch one of my presentations out in the general public, which you know at some point I think this spring or summer we'll be able to start doing those again. Uh, then uh, you'll see these graphics as well. But right now I'll just try to describe them to you. So uh, so that entry level. So if you're going to sell your home and move to a senior care community, that entry level is called independent living. And what it is, most of the inventory in our area would be an apartment, a nice apartment. And uh, in these, and most of these places are pretty nice. Some are extravagant, some are a little more basic, but all, all of these are, are pretty nice places. And so the idea is that, you know, you, you might be missing that socialization, that third leg on that stool, and, and you need to be around people. And, and you miss that and, and it's causing some depression and some of these other issues. Uh, maybe you're tired of the leaves in the gutter worrying about that or the roof leaking or did my sump pump go on? I'm worried about basement flooding and, and, and all of the just kind of the traditional normal home ownership type of issues. So maybe you don't want to deal with that anymore. You want to sell your home, downsize a little bit, move into a nice independent living apartment. That would be, you would be a good candidate for that. And you move into an independent living apartment and they you have your own space. You're on your own, but you're not alone. You're around a lot of other people. They offer at least one or two meals per day, sometimes all three, but you still can cook in, in your own in your own apartment. There's a fully functioning and fully equipped kitchen in your apartment. And so if you want to do a little cooking, you can certainly do that. And uh, now there is no care offered in independent living. It is uh, an apartment with meals uh, and, and socialization opportunities. Uh, but you're not alone if you feel, you know, like numbness or tingling down your left arm, which is kind of a classic heart attack type of a symptom, or you have some issues, maybe you fell and you need some help, you can push the button and someone there will check on you. And if you need uh, emergency help or assistance, they will call 911, they'll call your family, and, uh, and, and they'll, they'll get you some help. So it's not like you're completely alone. And, and other people there will come in and check on you, make sure you're doing okay. If you maybe, maybe you miss a meal, they'll check and say, hey, are you feeling okay? And so, I mean, there's a lot to like about independent living apartments. Okay, so that's on the left side of my graphic. Let's skip over the middle for now. Let's go clear over to the right side of the graphic. And that would be the highest level of care. And that's generally referred to as long-term care. Some people might call it skilled nursing. They might call it the health center. A lot of lot of people, in fact, most people still consider that or call that a nursing home. They understand that it's a lot better today than it was, you know, decades ago when they had, you know, they they earned a pretty bad reputation back then. Well, it's the vast majority of places are so much better. They're so much nicer. They're not even close. And so, but that that's generally referred to as, as long-term care. And, and that's kind of the, kind of what I like to use, but uh, that is full care. It's a full medical model 
where they can help you with those daily activities plus full medical care, diabetic management and insulin injection, pain management, tube feeding, IV therapy. Uh, someone may need a two-person transfer, meaning it takes two staff or maybe even mechanical equipment to help someone move from point A to point B. Uh, there, there's a lot to it, but that is your highest level of care. Okay, then that that third primary level of care, we'll talk about a couple others as well, but that third primary level of care is referred to as assisted living. Now, this is when it becomes a little more difficult <laughs> to understand and, and to navigate. So, you know, when you talk about long-term care, also known as a nursing home, that's a very standardized model. So all of the long-term care communities offer about the same thing. They're, they all fall under the same licensure. And so they it's a standardized model. Now, obviously, some places do a better job delivering <laughs> than other places. There's no doubt about that. But they're, they all offer about the same thing as far as what kind of care they can offer. Assisted living is a little bit of the Wild West. <laughs> so it is not a standardized model at all. But generally speaking, it's a social model. It is not a medical model at all. They're not going to deal with catheters and feeding tubes and IV therapy and, and some of the heavier-duty you know, medical issues, but they can do a lot for you. Primarily, they're going to help you with those activities of daily living, such as you know bathing, dressing, grooming. Uh, they can help you, you know, minimally or fully with those sort of things. Uh, they can help you use the toilet. Uh, they can help with incontinence management to a point, and this is where it starts to get widely varied. Some places won't help you with incontinence uh, care at all, and some places will help you uh, with, with a pretty high level of incontinence care and everything in between. Uh, they will also distribute your medications so they can help you get that medicine on time. Again, that, that's really, really critical. Uh, they can do a lot for you. They do cook all of your meals, provide your snacks and hydration, there's a full slate of activities. There's transportation to and from the doctor. Uh, many doctors and other medical specialists will come in-house to you, making house calls, essentially. So, I mean, there's a lot to like about assisted living. But, again, it's not standardized. So some places will offer very little care when it comes to helping folks with those activities of daily living. Some places will provide a tremendous amount of care to try to keep you from having to move to a long-term care community. They're going to do backflips. They're going to bend over backwards to try to help you manage your needs right there in the independent living, excuse me, in the assisted living community. And so you have some, some places that offer very little help. Some places offer a ton of help and everything in between. That's part of the problem. So, you know, you go out and you talk to five or six assisted living communities, you may hear five or six different explanations of what they can and cannot do. Uh, 
And you're like, well, wait a minute. Now I'm super, super confused. <laughs> so so that that's uh, that's one of the challenges with uh, assisted living, uh, trying to find the right assisted living community. Because first of all, like I, I think I reviewed this just a little bit last week, but you have to figure out what you need. And then you have to go out and find a place that can that can meet your needs. And uh, again, assisted living is all over the board. So it's going to take you potentially a lot longer to get that figured out. And with my firm, Senior Care Consulting, we help tons of people kind of navigate through uh, that uh, that search and selection process, finding the right assisted living uh, community. Now, let's talk about costs. If you're driving your car, you might want to pull over. I don't want to cause anyone to uh, jerk the wheel or any, anything like that. But uh, hold on to your wallets. <laughs> uh, this stuff is expensive, all right? And, and it's worth it, but it is expensive. So independent living, uh, again, a, an apartment with meals, some transportation available. Uh, it's it, a solid range here in our area, the KC and the extended metro area. You're looking at 2500 and that would really be on the kind of the lower end, up to about, you know, $4,500. Uh, you could definitely spend more than that. Uh, a larger apartment could easily cost more than that. Uh, but that's, you know, that $2,500 to $4,500 a month, that's, that's right down the middle. Uh, so that's what that costs. And then if you uh, look at that assisted living level of care, uh, most assisted living communities have a base price plus a level of care charge so that if you need less help, you're paying less than someone who needs a lot of help. Uh, now, some places also have a flat fee, an all-inclusive fee. Some places have a base plus an a la carte type of a uh, pricing model. But the bottom line is you can look at spending about 5000 upwards to, you know, maybe about $8,000 per month for the assisted living level of care. And then when you move to long-term care, it's mostly about the care and it's not too much about your personal space. That would be the most restrictive level of care and a shared room or a semi-private room. You know, you're looking at, you know, around 7,000 to maybe $7,500 per month. That's very common. And then a private room in long-term care, you definitely pay a premium for that, that space. And you're looking at an average of about 8500 to upwards of about $14,000 per month. And so uh, it's very, very expensive. Uh, after, uh, after a few announcements here on our break, I'm going to come back and I'm going to talk about two other levels of care, their prices, and then I want to get into memory care because that's super confusing for a lot of folks. I'll sum that up next. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll-free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, go to SeniorCareLive.com. All right, so back to our review of the, uh, of the primary uh, types of senior care communities. We talked about independent living, 
assisted living, long-term care. We define what they are, what they provide. Uh, we just, we, I talked about you know, assisted living. It's not a standardized model. It's all over the board. Some places offer very little support. Some, some places offer a tremendous amount of support and everything in between. We talked about the prices. Um, I hope I didn't cause too much heartburn <laughs> with, with all of that. And so let's move on to a couple of other levels of care that uh, that I, I think are really, really good for the right person. And, and they're, they're, they're great. Uh, it just it needs, as with all of these, it just needs to be the right fit for your needs. So I would say on the kind of the lower side, generally speaking, there are a few um, exemptions from this, uh, but generally speaking, uh, I would just refer to a residential care facility as uh, assisted living light. So the majority of them have a little less staffing. The generally speaking, the residents living in a residential care facility, RCF, is uh, is kind of the acronym for that. Generally, the residents are a little more independent. They need a little less help, and uh, and, and so you're, you're, and the price is kind of reflected on that. So I, I would say on the on the low end, you know, around three thousand dollars a month to maybe up to six thousand. That's probably a solid range for our our area here. I would say we have quite a few more uh, RCFs on the Missouri side of the state line than the Kansas side, but both states do have that. And, and when I talk about level of care, remember, I always uh, tie that to the licensure type and your license, uh, your licensure type does dictate what you can and cannot do. And so that's that's how I define that level of care. The other one, I would call it assisted living plus kind of on the high side of assisted living and maybe even uh, kind of venturing into that long term care area a little bit. And, and I love this this level of care It is called home plus. And essentially, it is a residential house, and it's either a house that's been uh, converted and kind of renovated to accommodate six or eight residents, maybe up to around 12 residents. Um, it, it, could, uh, it could be a brand new build, and there are several Home Plus communities starting to be built from scratch. And so these places are really nice. I mean, they're beautiful. And you have your own apartment, or excuse me, not your own apartment, uh, your own bedroom, because this is literally a house. So you have your own bedroom and a lot of the bedrooms have their own bathroom, or maybe there's a bath bathroom on the hallway. Maybe, you know, a couple of residents may share a bathroom and, and a shower space, etc. cetera. Uh, I think most of the new ones, they have a full bath, uh, you know, it's kind of a suite. It's a bedroom and a full bath together. And then of course you have, you know, the common space, you have a living room and in and, and the, and the kitchen area, and they usually have pretty nice outdoor areas and decks and everything else. So you talk about having a home-like environment, uh, they've got that down. <laughs> and, and then the staffing is usually the highest that you'll ever see, uh, generally speaking, in a home plus environment. So on um, the price of this, you're looking at somewhere around, you know, $6,500 to maybe upwards of, you know, maybe about $8,500. That's going to cover the vast majority of home plus communities in our area. And then there are a couple of gray areas and I, I really want to talk about this because this is very bothersome. And trust me, I know about this because I get the phone calls <laughs> with, with senior care consulting. So there's one gray area. And again, if you could see my graphic, um, uh, you know, just, just on the far left side of assisted living or just to the right side of independent living, I've got a gray bar here. 
And uh, that is one very intentional gray area. And I can't tell you how many times I've heard this where someone said, well, you know, we went out and we're, we're looking for, uh, you know, placement and we checked out some assisted living places. And we looked at these independent living apartments and uh, wow, these places are really nice. And they said, there's no reason that we should consider assisted living because they can do everything that assisted living can. And I'm like, oh, 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 time out, time out. If you could see me, I've got my I've got my tea up here for time out. That is simply not true, period. I don't care what you say. That is not true. Independent living, an independent living community is not licensed. Guess why? Because they don't provide hands-on care. They don't. They're not licensed to do so. An assisted living community has a license. There is licensure, and that dictates what type of care and how much care that they can provide. And they do provide care, hands-on care at the assisted living level of care. So these are two very different things. But the reason that you may hear that from some independent living communities is because some, and not all, but a number of independent living communities will have additional home care services available to on an hourly basis or maybe a per visit basis or maybe a 15 minute increment basis uh, for residents living in independent living. So it's an additional service. It's an additional fee. And there will be an embedded home care company or provider on site and they usually take one of the independent living apartments and just turn that into an office and that way the staff can you know walk down the hall and help someone maybe get up in the morning and get dressed 15 minutes maybe help someone with the shower maybe 30 minutes maybe help someone with their medication reminders 15 minutes uh, you know maybe uh, do some extra housekeeping and maybe run some errands and that sort of thing maybe an hour or two so the reason that some of these folks are saying oh you don't need assisted living is because they offer this additional service of home care but you have to understand independent living is independent living and home care is home care. These are two separate things, even though you may have the convenience of having home care services on, on a small incremental level per visit basis provided right there on the site. And I'll tell you what, that's a really good fit for some people. I have helped some of my clients through Senior Care Consulting find an independent living uh, community that did have very intentionally looked at ones that had this extra care because he needed a little bit of help in independent living. He couldn't do it on his own, and he was nowhere near needing assisted living. So that's a gray area. The other one is, if you saw the, the slide, it's to the far right-hand side uh, of, of the assisted living uh, area where there's a gray area there butting up next to the long-term care line. And that's when you'll hear from, and I hear from lots of families, well, we moved dad into this assisted living community and they said that they, they're they an agent place community and, and they can take care of my dad's needs for life. And then six months later, they're asking us to move him because they say they can no longer meet his needs. Did they lie to me? And I said, well, I, I don't know. Leave me out of that. I, I wasn't there. I didn't hear what was said. But what happens is, uh, you know, a, a lot of times you'll have some pretty aggressive salespeople uh, over promise and under deliver. 
and they want to have your loved one live there for their lifetime. But the fact is their licensure says they can only provide a certain level of care. And once you exceed that, it would force them to have to move your loved one to a a long-term care community. So you have to be really, really careful. And again, if you have questions about this, you can always reach out to me at Senior Care Consulting, and uh, and I'd be happy to, to help you walk through that. And if you need help with placement, we can obviously help you with that as well. We won't let you make a mistake. All right, I'm your host, Steve Keeker, and I wish you grace and peace. May God bless you and your family on this day and always. Join me next week right here on Senior Care Live. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.